All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Wisconsin Show Choir Download. I am your host, William Soki, and this is episode number 65 of the download, and it is a season review episode where I go over everything that happened in the Wisconsin competitive show choir scene this season. As always, this episode is brought to you by Barstool Show Choir, so please head over there if you need some late season show choir content, the California season is still going, and there is content about that. All right, this is the first rankings episode I've done in 65 episodes, and I guess it's been a long time coming. In 2020, the first season of the download, I guess most everybody got their competitions in. I think the only people who didn't were the people who were going to go to Craig or Wheaton-Warrenville South or somewhere else on the second weekend of March. Anyways, I just kind of lost the drive and motivation to do season review episodes after that. So those ones didn't really happen for a while. 2021, barely anybody competed, and those who did really at max had three competitions. You at max had on Alaska, North St. Paul, and Eau Claire Memorial. So not really too much to go off of there. And plus, so few groups actually did it that I didn't feel it was kind of worth it to make a rankings episode uh, 2022. I only brought the podcast back mid-season, so I didn't feel like I also had enough wherewithal to do that. Finally, 2023, piecing together a full season, not impacted by a pandemic, everybody's competing, and the feedback was overwhelmingly swinging towards doing rankings. So here I am. This is, as the episode title says, middle school women's and prep rankings. So first what I'll do is that I will rank each division separately because I do believe that it serves a purpose to just rank people within their own division. And then at the end, I'll do a combined high school rankings. I think middle schools are just kind of their own deal. And so I'm going to let the middle school rankings go as is. And then for the high schools, wait until the end of the episode to see who the top of the prep women's and kind of independence pile is for the year. All right, starting off with the middle school division. I only took middle schools who competed. There were a number of middle schools who either participated only in non-competitive divisions or non-competitive events entirely, and I decided not to include those because I'm like, you know, number one, there are no placements to go off of, and I would have to watch their shows and get a gauge on it, whatever. Number two, if the directors are only putting them in non-competitive divisions, there's obviously a message there that ranking is not something that the director is interested in at that time. And I'm not here to say that that's good or bad. I'm just saying that I'm going to respect that and not put those groups in. Starting off with the middle school rankings at number 17, Altoona in training, number 16, West Salem Crescendo, and number 15, the DeForest Crescendos. These are a trio of groups that... I think in the case of DeForest and West Salem, really only had one opportunity to place and they didn't do it. And then Altoona, I think, came in at the bottom of their divisions this year. The Northwest, you are dealing with Eau Claire South, who is a pretty all right choir. And then also, once you venture into Minnesota, you're also dealing with some there from Bloomington and Waconia and things like that. So those are the three groups that I had to start off the middle school rankings. 
Moving into the next batch of the middle school rankings, we have at number 14, Colby Crew 2, number 13, Mayville Next Edition, number 12, Chippewa Falls Show Choir, number 11, Holman Midwest Connection, number 10, Onalaska in the Middle, and number 9, Lacrosse Star Power Omega. So in this next group, it's definitely a, a number of different choirs that I had to find a way to sort through. Colby, a very limited competition schedule. I believe it was just Altoona this year. Mayville, I believe, might have placed ahead of a couple choirs at some point during the season. I thought that their show, this is the first one on the list that I'd actually seen. It definitely was not the best middle school show I saw, but I definitely didn't think that it was worthy of being included in kind of that last tier. Chippewa Falls making their debut, also competing only once this year. This was more of kind of like a blind dart toss than anything, just because of kind of the transitive property and doing some things there. Holman at 11 might seem like a little bit of a surprise. I believe that their placements don't really back this up. However, this is more of a historical placement for them. This group has been a good group in the past, and I just kind of slotted them in because they were mostly in non-competitive divisions this year. So we will see where they go next year. And then on Alaska in the middle and Lacrosse Star Power Omega, these are a pair of groups that are the second groups from their school. And I do think that they hold their place in the rankings. I didn't put them higher up just because, uh, but I do think that they kind of landed in a solid place in between kind of the Mayvilles and Colby's and people that have been around for a while, but are the top group, only group from their school. And then the groups that I'll get to in a little bit, uh, definitely some good placings, some not so good placings for both of those groups, but kind of at the top of what I would call kind of the, the middling tier of the middle schools this year. Moving into the next tier, at number eight, we have New London First Sight. Number seven, Eau Claire South Encore. Number six, Meadowview Adrenaline Rush. Number five, Lacrosse Star Power Alpha. And number four, on Alaska Top O the Middle. New London, I, it was definitely a little bit of a toss-up whether to put them Still at number eight in the kind of middle tier or in the good tier, I think that they were definitely one of those tweener groups uh, that could have gone either way. Eau Claire South, I put at seven. I don't know if this was exactly the right place to put them. I mean, there are only so many places I can. It's just very hard when they are at the top of their scene in the Midwest, but I would have liked to see a little bit more of a matchup with uh, some lacrosse area groups, and they did go down to West Salem, so I can't even knock them for that. They were just a really hard group to place. And then at the 6, 5, and 4, we have Meadowview, Lacrosse Star Power Alpha, and Onalaska's Top O the Middle. These three groups were all really close throughout the year, and they swapped placements a bunch from Viterbo going all the way through to Lacrosse Central. So I don't really think that the ranking has too much impact on that. I basically just took the results, I think, of Lacrosse Central and maybe flip-flopped one. Meadowview, I think, started the season really hot and then kind of trailed off towards the end there, while on Alaska, top of the middle, a lot of years I think that they would be higher on this list than four, but they still ran a very good competition season this year. Definitely had just like a couple hiccups, though, that kept them from perhaps going higher towards the top of this list. Moving on to the undefeated tier. There are three groups here. Number three, Bayview Show Choir. Number two, Sock Prairie Soaring Sound. 
and number one, Fort Atkinson, Fourth Street Singers. If you listened to the season review episode for middle schools, prep, and women's choirs, you may remember that both Bayview and Sauk Prairie only both had one competitive appearance on the year. And while some people may devalue that going forward, maybe a lacrosse or an Onalaska who competed maybe five times over the course of the year and may not have been undefeated, but still took home a division win or two. I really do believe that the number three and number two groups, Bayview and Sauk Prairie, that they would hold their own against Onalaska and lacrosse and Meadowview and everything like that. Bayview was really surprised to see them make that much of a splash. They had no record of competing before this, but they were at both the Green Bay East Shebango and at the New London competition. So will be very interesting to see if Bayview goes and branches out to maybe De Pere or Green Bay Southwest next year, something like that, where they would perhaps see more competition and see if their undefeated streak would still go. Sauk Prairie, this is going to look really interesting on some parts because their only competitive appearance on the year was at Fort Atkinson, where they beat DeForest, and that's it. So I really put this on the merit of what they can do. I mean, they performed in exhibition at the Sauk Prairie Show Choir Invitational, and I think that they did pretty well. So that was more of the placement there. And then at the top, the Fort Atkinson 4th Street Singers, they just ran the table wherever they went. They come out of Lacrosse Central on top. Their show is by far the most well-put-together middle school show I saw all year. I think that they could jump into the prep division and definitely beat some choirs in the prep division. So I didn't really think that there was a ton of competition at the top. Although there were three choirs that were undefeated, I thought that Fort Atkinson really was the class of the field in the middle school division. All right, that does it for the middle schools. Moving on to the high schools, we're going to start with the women's division, and there are six groups in the women's division this year. Starting off the rankings, I have the Fort Atkinson Lexington Singers. This group is a little bit of a smaller group this year. Did not come home with any division titles, I don't believe. I could be wrong on that, but I'll just edit that out if I am. And really, with only six women's groups, it's like somebody's got to be at the bottom, right? So this isn't really an indictment of them. This is more so speaking to the testament of how deep the women's field is this year with only six. I thought that there were five really good choirs that definitely could and did contend for division wins. At number five, Preble Rendezvous, number four, West Salem Vivace, and number three, De Pere Chicago Street Singers. I think that you could really toss these three kind of under a blanket. I don't think that there was a clear kind of winner between the three. I definitely would put De Pere ahead of Preble just because they were 2-0 against Preble in terms of head-to-head results this year. So that was that. West Salem, they did beat Sauk Prairie YTBN at the beginning of the season. However, they also had a couple of placements toward the end of the season where I'm like, eh, maybe they're not contending for the title of top women's group in the state right now. So I threw them at four just to kind of put them as a buffer in between De Pere and Preble. But these three, like I said, you toss them all in the same competition, and it could come out anyway between the three. So that is that. At number two, I had Milton Octave Above. I think that this is a group that gets slept on a little bit because the mixed group correlation didn't have a ton of success this year. However, Octave Above, even going back to the time of Eric Meinertz and even going back before that to the time of the Shronks, they have been 
consistently one of the best women's groups in the state, challenging, not right up there with the mixed group, but definitely a very worthy undercard to them. And so I thought that they were on an island a little bit in the two spot. And then at the one spot, I've mentioned this group before already in this episode, it is Sock Prairie YTBN. I know that West Salem beat them at the start of the year. However, if you look at the turbo as a whole for the Sock Prairie program, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to it specifically, but I do think that it was a little bit more of an aberration than anything else. Perhaps it was just a chaotic week leading up to that or something like that. But YTBN, after that competition, really just put the kickers on everybody. Yes, they lost to Preble at Depeer. However, I was informed that that was due to a pretty large penalty. So I'm also chucking that one out as well. And this may sound like I'm a Sock Prairie apologist in between giving their middle school the number two spot and their women's group the number one spot. And so what if I am? This is just the way that I call things. And I think you'd be hard pressed to find a a very strong and legitimate argument that YTBN is not the top women's group in the state this year. However, there are plenty of strong arguments to change the name because if you haven't found a name yet and you are yet to be named after 20 plus years, well, it might be time to reevaluate your naming strategy. For legal reasons, that is a joke. All respect to YTBN. Moving on to the prep choirs now, and we're going to start off in the smallest division of this rankings episode, and that is the actual prep choir division. Coming in second, I had Nina Act 2, and in first, on Alaska Express. These are two groups that I think were incredibly evenly matched. They never saw each other. Well, technically they did at the Onalaska Classic. However, Express was performing in exhibition. Both of them pretty much ran the gamut on prep divisions this year. Both of them beat Mundelein's prep group, which was kind of the one thing where I'm like, okay, maybe one of them won and one of them lost. No, both of them won against Mundelein's prep group. So very evenly matched in both respects. Fair or not, What really decided this ranking for me was the amount of finals made. Act 2 only competed three times and made finals at Holman, where they placed fifth. Express competed, I think, five times because they dropped from Cedar Rapids Jefferson and they made finals, I believe, twice. They were in Lacrosse Central, I think they were fifth or sixth, and then they were fourth at Logan, I think. So maybe my placements aren't exactly correctly, but they made finals at Central and Logan. So two finals berths and more competitions compared to one finals berth and three competitions. It was really the only deciding factor. I know that these two have had a long history of competing against each other, and I think that it's one of the really great competitions of the prep division, especially since they're the only two left standing, at least for right now. Hint, hint, I would love to see more of these groups, but unfortunately they didn't compete at all this year for a definitive ranking. Moving on to the prep independence, there are 10 choirs in this division. And just a disclaimer, I did not see many of these shows. Let me do a quick count. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I didn't see five of the 10 shows. So a lot of this is more informed guessing than actually based off of what I saw. So we're going to start out with number 10, and that is the Broadhead Judah Guys and Dolls. They say that this is a rebuild year for them. The results kind of show it as such. If this is what it takes for them to get their feet under them to rebuild, so be it. And I'm happy that they at least are out on the stage this year. Number nine, Drummond Jack Attack. I saw this group at New London in their competition debut. I still don't particularly know why they were in the varsity division there. 
I thought that the prep division was a much better fit for them, at least for the time being. And I have heard that they are planning on coming back in 2024. So that is a plus to look forward to for them. Number eight is Ashwabnon Encore. Perhaps it is just the fact that they were in some deeper prep divisions this year, but the placements just weren't really there uh, to merit them moving up on this list all that much. Number seven, Ashland Lake Effect. This is more of a historical guess than anything, and the group may look different now with the new director, but under Mr. Delney, they generally were around here on the prep list. Their only competition was North St. Paul, where they were the only group in their division, so they really had no competitive aspect to glean. Number six, I had Park v. Pizzazz. This is another group where perhaps the placements didn't really show a ton. However, I will give them credit for going out there and traveling to all different corners of the state. And hopefully next year, kind of like Broadhead, they can come back bigger and better. Number five is Fall Creek's Cricket Correlation. I also did not see their show this year. I wasn't at Eau Claire Memorial Winterfest. This, like Ashland, is much more of a historical guess than anything. They didn't place in the prep division, but the prep division at Eau Claire was incredibly loaded. So there is that. At the four spot, I had the DeForest DeFortes. This is a group that made finals and also won a prep division at Monona Grove, which is more than anybody else on the list up to this point can say. So DeForest I feel like some years they would have been a little bit higher up on this list. However, uh, the top two on this list, spoiler alert, have come on very recently. So if you look at 2020 and you take out the groups that didn't exist, they're number two on this list. So DeForest, like I'm saying for everybody on this list, you got to just keep moving forward and hopefully potentially work your way up to the top of the list, which I don't think is entirely out of the question. Number three is Washburn Fire and Ice. This is a group that I think really showed what they were capable of. I think their placements were a little bit undersold last year. Definitely came into line a little bit more for what I thought that they would be worth this year. So for Washburn, I think this is the highest. I put them, even if I would have done rankings in 20 or 22, this is a group that now that they've had one year of winning a prep division and making finals, we'll see where they can go next year and see if they can repeat that. At the number two spot, I have Bayport Pandemonious. In the combined prep division at De Pere, they were behind Sock Prairie and Prebles Girls. However, I do think that this is something that the show improves with every performance. It's still a young group, only competed once in 2022, twice in 2023, and being at the two spot I think is more indicative of their potential than right now their actual performance, and that'll also be true for where they slot in for the combined. At the top of the list, we have Medford Momentum. If you would have told me at the beginning of this season that the top prep group independent in the state is a group that didn't exist at this time a year ago, I would have said, wow, I've seen crazier things happen before, but that's still a pretty crazy thing. But here we are, and Medford made finals at Altoona, and while it was a pretty short and sweet competition season for them entirely in the month of January, I would have liked to see them in February, but I understand that the logistics for competing in February, especially in the northern part of the state, are just kind of gross. We'll see obviously where they go next year. And I think that Bayport and Medford are both growing groups. And I think that that's a great problem to have 
at the top of the prep list is to have two groups who are already at the top there and you think they can grow potentially into some very legitimate low varsity caliber groups. That was the prep independent rankings. So now it is time for one final set of rankings. I've done four sets of rankings so far this episode, and it is time to do number five, and that is the combined high school rankings, women's preps, and prep independence. So here we go. Number 18, Broadhead Judah Guys and Dolls. Number 17, Drummond Jack Attack. Number 16, Ashwabnon Encore. Number 15, Ashland Lake Effect. Number 14, Parkview Pizzazz. The bottom five here are all prep independents, and I think that just that just speaks to the testament of the women's choirs in this state, that although there were only six and there were 10 prep independents, that the lowest women's choir slots in above five of the prep choirs. So not an indictment on the prep choirs at all, but just saying the, the women's groups this year in Wisconsin, I thought were at a consistently high caliber. Number 12, Fall Creek Cricket Correlation. Number 11, DeForest DeFortes. And rounding out the first half, number 10, Washburn Fire and Ice. So a lot of prep independence here. And I think that that also shows that you've got a prep independent scene that has groups where they need to be. Most of them are slotting in kind of below the second tier groups from other schools. And that's not saying anything bad about them. It's just saying it's good that you're not in the varsity division right now because this is definitely a place where you can learn and grow a little bit more. Number nine, Preble Rendezvous. Number eight, West Salem Vivace. Number seven, De Pere Chicago Street Singers. And number six, Milton Octave Above. Women's groups here all kind of coming in a flood. And there was a very definite gap in the prep independent scene between three and two, in my opinion. So all of the women's groups just kind of piling in there. And like I said, for the women's groups, very tight definitely could go a lot of ways if you had a women's only competition, which I understand is a little bit unfeasible. However, even a division that would include three of the four groups that I just listed off would be an incredibly wild division. And honestly, I don't think it happened this year. So kind of sad about that. In the top five now, number five, Bayport Pandemonious. Number four, Nina Act 2. Number three, Medford Momentum. And then number two, Sauk Prairie, YTBN, and number one, On Alaska Express. I definitely flip-flopped in between my one and my two a little bit. They were really close. They did not have a head-to-head this year, so that really would have done me a lot of good in deciding where they would have gone. Honestly, while both of these groups are considered the respective leaders in their divisions and will be until someone definitively unseats them. I just had to go with Express. They had a little bit less of a blemish on their record, and I know that the prep divisions are a little bit less tough than the women's division sometimes, but Sauk Prairie just had a couple of second and third places on their record that even though I don't count the penalty at DePierre substantially in terms of actual ability, it does factor in a little bit. So combine that with the fact that Express made a couple of finals and you have Express on top. Also Medford, third place overall, definitely just like being first in the prep independent category, a really good season for them 
as well. And I thought that the top five, I didn't even plan it this way, but I'm just looking at it right now. One women's group, two prep groups, and two prep independents. A really solid mix at the top, which I think you also like to see. That does it for ranking sets this week. There will be varsity rankings being released next week. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts about the podcast, please feel free to email them, wishowchoir at gmail.com. Instagram DMs are open as well at wishowchoir. And this is the time of the year where I say, okay, I only have one season review episode left. If anybody has some off-season episode ideas, please send them over to me. I do have some episode ideas up my sleeve, and I will be doing my absolute best to post them on a regular schedule this year. But if you, the listeners, want to hear about anything in particular, I'm very open to that as well. As I am recording this, my legs are sunburned from a bicycle ride I took last week when the weather was about 85, and it is snowing right now where I am on a Monday morning. So if that doesn't encapsulate Wisconsin weather for you, I don't know what is But please stay safe if you are auditioning. Good luck if you are doing an end-of-the-year showcase. Good luck with that as well. I hope that this season departs with fond memories for all and that next season can begin just as good. With that being said, this is William Silkey saying goodbye until the next Wisconsin Show Choir download. 